0: Then I was about 25 years old I was uh, busted and into jail And it was there that I came to the Lord History Makers with Matt Prater. Prater Hi and welcome to History Makers I'm Matt Prater Today we're speaking with Danny Sinnott from braveenough.org Looking forward to finding out a bit more about this incredible organisation uh, Danny, welcome to the program Tell us a bit of your story Where were you born and raised?
1: Yeah, I was born in uh, Geelong, Victoria a Great part of the world down near the Great Ocean Road And, uh, yeah, that was all well and good until my parents uh, divorced at two and then uh, they split up and by four, um, yeah, both my parents had remarried and I headed off to country Victoria where I, uh, yeah, where I grew up, which was uh, a lovely part of the world up there in Benalla.
0: Benalla, okay. So it must have been a bit of a a, a rocky time for you, uh, split between the two parents and then their new partners uh, I can imagine the yeah. complication of a blended family. Were you were you raised in, in that season in the in the same place for all, or did you move around after that?
1: Yeah, no, pretty much the same same place. After year twelve, I headed back to Geelong, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, all my family are down here, and you know we would make regular trips to Geelong anyway, so it was always like a, a second town Mm. even though it was you know originally my hometown so yeah no it was all pretty actually pretty stable for those first few years it wasn't till I got to about seven that things started to get a bit rocky when Mm. uh, my dad just um yeah had an access visit one day with him and uh, he was a high-functioning alcoholic but he was really present for this particular visit and I'd only see him probably you know two or three times a year because he was living four or five hours away Um, Yeah, but he took me to church, actually, Matt And uh, we had communion I remember feeling really safe there He came home and gave me my very own children's Bible And told me all about my father in heaven who loves me And that was a very new concept for me Because I I hadn't grown up in a Christian home at all Um, And I felt really sort of close to him And really excited And we went home And then as he dropped me off uh, in the taxi and, And headed back to the airport I just remember having this feeling that everything was just wrong. You know, there's something not right. And I remember just my eyes following the taxi as it drove off around the corner uh, out of sight. And that was the last time I saw my dad again until I was 16 years old. He just decided to cut contact and that was it. And so shortly after that, my stepdad, um, whom I had a really great relationship um, I think after he realised that my dad wasn't coming back um, started to become quite um, verbally and sometimes physically abusive um, and that's when things started to change for me
0: And tell us a bit about your uh, your faith journey uh, Was it, uh, you know, strong for God and then away from God or were you always strong for God in your faith journey? Tell us a bit about that
1: Yeah, well I guess, you know, th- that Situation that I had with my dad certainly put an anchor of God sort of in my, in my heart. I really believed at that point and never stopped believing. But of course, I didn't have that nurture around me, and particularly at home with with my mum and my stepdad. And so it wasn't till I was about fourteen and quite troubled um, that a friend of mine who lived in Melbourne was up visiting um, with her family. She was an adult uh, and she was a member of the AOD Church and uh, took me along to a service. And I remember sitting there and listening to the pastor preach and just was so compelled um, to accept Jesus and to follow him. And I found myself literally raising my hand and walking to the front before I think even realized um, physically what I was doing. Um, and that was the beginning um, of my faith journey with God. It was quite um, marked. And and I guess, you know, at the age of 14, with the background that I'd had, um, you know, it was very it was very significant, but I don't think I realised at the time how significant that was. And of course, she went back home to Melbourne, and then I didn't have that support. And it was only a few weeks later that um, my English teacher had noticed some things I was writing in my English journal, and just said, you know, if you need someone to talk to, I'm here. And so I took her up on that, and she invited me to um, her church, which was a Baptist church, a youth group. And um, and I started attending there, and that's where I really started to get uh, more solid in my faith. And I had a little bit of nurturing there, and I was baptized, um, which was, um, yeah, fantastic. And things sort of just grew from there.
0: I'm always curious to you know, for people that have had like an unchurched background, when they first start going to church, what was that experience like?
1: Oh, for me... Matt, to be honest, I would just hunger for Sundays because I could go to church and just be loved and accepted. Mm. It was a really um, important time for that in my life because I hadn't had that stability at home. Um, And even at home, like, you know, mum would make cracks because, you know, of course, when you come to faith and you're learning about some of those, I guess, you know, morality and how to live in Jesus for the first time and so if I'd slip up at home, you know, the first thing that would be said to me is, Well, that's not very Christian.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And then I would feel like a failure. So I I kind of had this battle for a long time of, you know, am I you know, am I good enough for this and struggling with well, God says I am but, you know, I keep mucking up and, and having that imbalance and I think until um I had an experience a little later on, um, in my early adulthood after I lost a baby I kind of, I knew God loved me, I knew God was real, but I didn't know how to live my faith out Um, and it took a real crisis point for that to really settle in and for me to be, I guess, mature enough to be able to seek that out myself and be able to be wise enough to find people that could mentor me in that way.
0: And tell us a bit about your early career. What did you do after school and and did you study and how, how did you get into work?
1: Yeah, so I, I've done quite a few things. I first came down, I actually got into kindergarten teaching of all things at Melbourne Uni, but I declined that offer and I ended up going to TAFE just studying childcare. It didn't really end up being my thing. I worked in a piece, pizza shop. Uh, during that time, and then, yeah, so I got into a bit of uh, tele-service work. So I worked in call centres and worked for Telstra for a little while, um, did a few other things, and then ended up um, working for uh, for Centrelink in a call centre. And at the same time, I was doing a little bit of um, television acting and presenting on the side, just extra work in shows like Blue Heelers and Stingers and some tele-movies, uh, one about Marilyn Monroe's life story. And, uh, you know, all of that was going well. I was even thinking about heading over to L.A. to study acting more professionally. Um, but, yeah, um, at that time I was newly married. And uh, on our first wedding anniversary we found out that I was actually pregnant with my first child. And I think it was at that point that my husband and I decided um, let's start looking at God and church and, and getting, you know, serious about about our faith. And so we started to do that. Uh, But then at 18 weeks, gestation, um, yeah, I had some bleeding and we discovered a few hours later that um, I'd actually lost the baby. And for me, Matt, that was just like having someone um, rip my heart right out of my chest because the the one thing I did want to do in life was be a mum and be a good one and and finally have my own healthy little family. And so um, that was just um, absolutely devastating. But the thing that... God brought out of that was a hunger for him because all of a sudden um, that became really important. You know, where is my baby? Am I going to see him again? Um, What does that look like? And I just started really having a very intense searching of God and asking questions and sitting down and and going through everything. And um, there was a man at my work. Um, at Centrelink um, called Colin Holman and uh, everyone used to call him Colin Hollyman. because he had such a, <laughs> a good reputation as a Christian and so I would go to Colin between calls and, and ask him questions well what does the Bible say about such and such and he'd give me the answer but what he would always say Matt is you know don't take my word for it you look in the Bible and I'd say well where do I find it and he'd give me some references and I started keeping a Bible in my drawer at work and so this banter went on for a while until eventually he put me in touch with a local Christian bookshop so that I could get a concordance and I would study topic after topic. I remember even sitting down on my um, lounge room floor comparing the Gospels, printouts of the Gospels and you're know, doing in-depth, in-context studies of, of certain topics. And uh, eventually he uh, invited me to church. They were running a church play and he knew I was into acting, so I think he sort of, you know, being wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove and knowing, you know, there's an inn that we might get them to church and sure enough I did and um, yeah, I was baptised and um, yeah, it was just a really beautiful supportive environment and I actually gave up the whole acting thing. I just thought, no, I can't, I can't be part of that kind of an industry. I can't, um, you know, put myself at risk of being involved in something that you know, is not glorifying to God. And so I just gave up everything and let it lie. Um, Within about three years, I'd had another baby. We had a beautiful little girl, Hannah, and uh, had our first call to ministry in Bendigo, uh, running a community center and uh, ended up assistant pastoring up there as well and and being a chaplain in a local retirement village. And uh, things just grew from there. And then God just opened doors in Christian media for God's glory. And so I ended up being part of a a massive documentary, um, traveling around the world, got to go to Israel and America and Germany and interviewed some incredible people, um, Dr. Archibald Hart and um, Brother Yun, the heavenly man, you might have read his book, Mm -hmm. Persecuted for His Faith in China. Um, Lots of different experiences on the DMZ in North Korea, South Korea, on the border there. And and God just opened door after door. Um, not that it was an easy journey by any means, but um, I think sometimes, you know, the worst circumstances of our lives, God really does, as it says in Romans 8:28, bring all things together for good, um, if we're willing to just trust Him on the journey. And um, you know, I've had my struggles with anxiety disorder and depression, and and working through, of course, all of my childhood stuff, but. You know, when when I can look back now and say, wow, you know, all of these things that really should have, I think, without God, I would I would have been dead. Um, and you know, He's brought me up out of that, and now to the point where I'm able to to help other people. And you know, that transition was fun too, going from doing my own healing to being able to then. You know, help the next person up, which is really where my passion and my heart is, um, with the ministry that I do now, not just at ninety six three FM here in Geelong, but also, um, you know, with my ministry, Brave Enough, our charity.
0: Well, let's let's get to that in just a moment. But thank God for Colin Holyman from Centrelink. What a great testimony <laughs> of right. of him, just you know, feeding you some Bible verses and encouraging you to get into church. Like, what a great, uh, uh, you know, a God incidence that you're able to work with him. And uh, let's yeah. just quickly touch on that documentary. What's the name of the documentary, if people want to check that out?
1: Oh, that I did, yeah, that was called Beyond the Search. That's uh, about 10 years old now. Okay.
0: That's,
1: yeah, done a, a fair bit in between them. Yeah,
0: oh, good. But, I, I yeah. love Brother Ewan. I've met him a couple of times, I'd love to check out that documentary. So I'll be looking into that. Now, yeah. uh, tell us about Brave Enough, your, uh, your charity, your own.
1: Yeah. So I might just back up a little bit, Matt, and mm-hmm. just tell you how that came about, because that's a God story in itself. Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously I'd got into ministry and then um, I ended up working in Christian television up in Sydney at Hope Channel and uh, working in their Bible school there and worked for another network as well um, for a little while. And and so what's, what started to happen, of course, was I ended up speaking in different places around the world um, in a number of capacities and, you know, conferences and, and um Churches and all of those things, and I'd often get called to speak on life issues and to share my own testimony. And what would happen is that people would open up just because I was being real. I just had that real sense from God that I just had to be vulnerable, and that can be a scary place to be. But for me, He just made it so comfortable, and so I just go and just, you know, make that. That connection with whatever the Holy Spirit Put on my heart to speak about And the thing was that no matter where I spoke Whether it was You know a church Or an older congregation or youth The same phrases Would be said Danielle thank you for being real Danielle thank you for being brave enough To share your story And it wouldn't be uncommon To be talking with people For three or four hours After presentations had finished And people would be you know inspired They'd have a breakthrough They'd reconnect with God They'd get some healing And that was amazing But then I'd walk away And I'd say But how do I do life Together with them now Or who's going to do life Together with them now What resources are available To them Specific to them On life issues And, and I couldn't find anything Where there was like A hub of that And so um, God just gently led me To um, to get a counselling qualification So I did that While I was working I wrote a book And then I set up a website and uh, the ministry name that he gave me was Brave Enough, um, which was very fitting too, considering what I'd gone through with with anxiety and having that be so debilitating in my life too. And so I was able to set up a hub of uh, information and resources that were specifically Christian to be able to help people out. And then um, a couple of years later, he impressed me to formalize that. And so I prayed on that and, and he brought people forward for us to be able to form a charity and raise the funds to do that, um, to be what we are today. So now we have our, our Brave Conversations podcast uh, internationally. We've had some some awesome guests on that talking about all sorts of things from uh, addiction to chronic illness to, boy, um, you know, unfiltered prayers and life after divorce. Uh, my co-host Tom Mann is in America, so we have a bit of an Australian-USA blend there, which is great. And, you know, some awesome guests, Luke Smallbone from For King and Country joined us recently, Uh, Pastor Francis Enfuso, I have a Lark Huntington's father from uh, Bethel Church. Um, So he's, uh, yeah, done some amazing things too. Um, And we talked about his... His walk through abortion, so we're talking very real life issues, but with God at the centre, and showing people that you know what, if God can do that for them, imagine what He can do for me. And and I guess the whole premise with everything we do at Brave Enough, whether it be the podcasts or the devotionals or speaking in an event, um, it's all it, it's all about the fact that everybody has a story, and every story matters. And what we're here to do is to do life together with people and help the next person up so that they can emerge stronger. Um, And a great way that we've done that just recently, um, we've just launched our Brave Enough care line, which is a free call 1-800 number uh, that people can call anywhere in Australia and they can have a caring conversation or prayer or even be referred to a Christian counsellor in their area. And so, um, yeah, as we, I guess, grow and, and develop and continue being brave enough, Um, and helping other people to do that same thing and point them to Jesus, where that courage comes from, where that healing comes from, because at the end of the day, um, it's all about him, isn't
0: it? Mm, Absolutely. Well, you better give us the number in case people want to call that care line. Can you pass it out?
1: Yes, yeah, certainly can. That number for Brave Enough, Caroline, is free call one eight hundred two seven two eight three eight, or an easy way to remember it is one eight hundred brave U, and just the letter U if uh, you need to remember those numbers.
0: And you've got a team there ready to chat to people and offer you know any you know prayer advice and things like that.
1: Yeah, all mm-hmm. of that is uh, right at their fingertips when they dial that
0: number. And it's so wonderful in this day of uh, social media. Uh, you know, you can do your podcasts on uh, you know many platforms. You can do videos on social media. Uh, you go- so you guys are on Facebook as well. If people want to look you up there, brave enough. Uh, you're on Instagram and Twitter and Pokemon Go and all those ones. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, we're not on uh, not on Twitter, but we are on yeah Facebook and Instagram are the main ones we use, and of course uh, our website's probably the best place to go braveenough.org.
0: dot org. Wonderful. Well it's so good to hear your story today and I'd love to chat to you more because I think we've got a lot of a lot of things in in common uh, in uh, what we've done in ministry over the years uh, but before we do yeah. go you know there might be people listening that have heard you share about your faith uh, conversion at the age of 14 and you, you made mm-hmm. that decision to follow Christ you know there might be people listening that have never heard the gospel and the, and they need to hear that good news today would you share with our listeners what is the gospel and how do people respond to it
1: Look, the gospel is the good news, literally. It's the fact that you don't have to live in your past pain or shame or weakness anymore. You have a God who loves you, who called you from the beginning of time. Before you were even born, he had a plan for you. Um, He's very real and he's right. There for you, twenty four seven. All you need to do is reach out to him, and I tell you what: if he can do that for me, he can definitely do it for you. There are so many wonderful stories out there of people that God has reached, um, and He's there for you as well, um, and He wants to. You are just the apple of His eye, and so all you need to do is to ask Jesus into your heart. And say, Jesus, you know, I don't want to live the way I've been living. I don't want that pain anymore. Please, will you take that from me, and teach me um, to see? through your eyes because, Father, you you love me and thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for making that possible. And that's all you need to do. It's so simple. Just talk to him like a friend.
0: That's such good news. And I can tell, you know, the passion in your voice and I know that it's changed your life and let's hope anyone listening, you know, if you do want to respond to that, uh, you can uh, send us an email, infelthistorymakersradio.com. Uh, contact us through the History Maker's website, and we'd love to send you a Bible uh, from the Bible League and uh, send you some information about following Jesus. And uh, really uh, appreciate you uh, sharing your story today as well, Danny. It's been inspirational. Once again, if people want to find out more, the website is braveenough.org, and you can search up Brave, Brave Enough on Facebook and Inst- Instagram as well. Uh, Danny, I reckon you're a History Maker. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me, Matt.